Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. Uh, I am Matt. I'm Benny. I'm Michaela. I'm Ashley. And we just saw Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the newest uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And this is our uh, spoiler-free review. However, if you don't want to know anything at all about the movie, I suggest you uh, maybe stop now, see the movie. Then if you want to hear our thoughts, you can come back. But uh, Benny is going to tell us uh, sort of just a teaser about, you know, what this movie kind of, what what it's about. (laughs) Yeah, so this is a... um teenage romantic comedy about a boy with a secret life that has a crush on a girl and his class is going on a trip to Europe and um, he has a plan to have the perfect romantic vacation with her. Um, Meanwhile, four elemental demons from another dimension (laughs) are on a rampage through all the cities they happen to be going to in Europe. And there's a green spaceman that is fighting them, and also Nick Fury is there. That's uh, <laughs> that's a great synopsis. That's a great synopsis. <laughs> and, and for those listening, if you hear booms, so we're recording this. We're uh, under attack. Yeah. <laughs> we're recording this on the eve of our Independence Day, so this is July 3rd, and we live near a country club, and they are having their July 4th fireworks tonight. So we thought of it at a little pizzazz to, yes. to the proceedings. So yeah. Alright, so this movie, I thought it was a very good transition from Endgame, as in it was everything you want in a Marvel movie, and just really lighthearted, and it doesn't have that serious expectation of all the lead-up to Avengers, um, Infinity War, and Endgame, and I thought it was... <laughs> Use your diet for it, <laughs> it was a celebration... Of sorts, mm-hmm. yes. Especially with the booming in the background. <laughs> yeah. And it was a very solid movie. Um, some sometimes uh, with certain sur- superhero movies, I kind of zone out through a little bit of it, mm-hmm. um, just because um, it's, it's predictable. Yeah, it's predictable. Um, it's just a, a light-hearted like film. Um, but this was, I think, enjoyable all the way through. Okay, yeah. So I did also think that this was a very enjoyable um, movie. In the, you know, the long line of Spider-Man movies, this is one of the more fun ones. I think um, there's a lot of good humor. Um, it's definitely a nice transition, as you said, from from Endgame. Um, it's a fun summer superhero movie. Um, great to see over the long Independence Day weekend. Um, I, I liked how we kind of changed scene a little bit and moved to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked um, kind of taking this trip along with them to these various um, cities. It was a lot of fun. It was so, nice to see somewhere other than New York or Los Angeles get destroyed. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah, it, it was great to see these characters again. I think in these, these two Spider-Man movies, they've done a really good job of um, presenting us with a group of characters that we quickly come to love and have a lot of um, chemistry among them and um, just yeah, there's a lot of humor um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love Tom Holland as uh, Spider-Man. I feel like he was born to play this role. He's probably my favorite Spider-Man so far and I, I was a big fan of uh, Tobey Maguire but I think um, Tom Holland is my new favorite um, 
He just is... He looks like a high school kid. He acts like a high school kid. He's cute. <laughs> I like him a lot. So, Matt, what did you think? I really like this movie. Um, it is funny. And it has elements of... Uh, we were talking, I think, before we started recording. It's got elements of a, a rom-com, which I'm a sucker for those, if they're well done. Yeah. And that's actually some of my favorite parts of this movie is, is the, the um, sort of love elements, which are kind of done in a kind of a heartbreaking, serious manner, kind of, but also in a very funny way. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Parker's friend, uh, Ned, is it Ned? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, his little subplot with a, <laughs> a, a girl he likes is just, I think, absolutely hilarious. Yes. Um, and Peter, you know, I, I feel so, my heart was going out to him as he was trying to woo his, his, his object of his affection, uh, uh, MJ. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really like those elements. And then, you know, the, the plot is, I like it. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's sort of, and it's been a long time since I've seen Spider-Man 2, the one with Tobey Maguire, but it sort of reminded me a little bit of that. Cause he's conflicted about in that movie about stepping up and being a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also this movie too, but to like a little bit of a, this movie feels lighter, um, than that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and, and it's and it's and it's fairly brisk, and it's a lot of European scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who um, absolutely loves Europe, and and if 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 a movie features Europe heavily, he he goes and sees it. He calls it Euro porn, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of that in this movie. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm assuming it's a lot of it's on location. If they didn't do it on location, that's very convincing. Um, yeah, but you see, was it Italy and Prague? And, so Venice and Italy, then Prague and London, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you saw the Czech Republic, Prague, you yeah. saw Venice and Italy. The unpronounceable. Oh. Yeah, right. Um, the Netherlands, right? Yeah. I think Balabudabubup uh, would be the <laughs> proper name. Uh, yeah, we, I think we saw five or six European countries there. Um, if, if you just like seeing shots of Europe, <laughs> you'll get it from, that, from the movie. Was that... You're done? Yeah. <laughs> done for now, yeah. Yeah, so um, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, I think that a lot of the time when uh, Marvel takes their own interpretations of classic Marvel characters or factions um, in from the comic books, a lot of comic fans hate it, um, including me, and I'm only a passing comic fan. Uh, I tend to think that the comic versions are better, but uh, the interpretation that they have in this one I think is really good actually, um, and that's really all I can say about that. Um, I think a lot of the jokes land, um, most of them, at, at least got a chuckle from the crowd, mm-hmm. and some uh, were hilarious. <laughs> um, I think they did a much better job with MJ in this one than in the last one. Um, I agree with that, yeah. She, she is, I like to say, she's what the uh, Tumblr girl stereotype from our generation wishes they were, because she's um, also pretty unlikable, as well as being... Um, Hashtag woke. Uh, and in the first movie, it, it was kind of like, why are you so into her? With with uh, Parker. She was the kind of girl, there's a line from the first movie that's just always stuck with me, where they're like on vacation to Washington, D.C., and they're at the Washington Monument, and someone's like, isn't that cool? And she goes, it was built by slaves. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. 
uh, okay, yeah, I'm sure you're fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and this one, they did a much better job of making her just kind of quirky and likable um, without taking that, like, kind of um, sort of feminist personality away from her. Like, oh, you're pretty, therefore I have value. <laughs> um, yeah. that, that whole kind of thing. Um, I think they did a much better job with her. Uh, his friends had a great core. I thought, I, I agree, the Ned blonde girl. Did we ever hear her name? We did. Probably like Betty, or Betty with Brittany. She looked like a Brittany. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Ned and the blonde girl's relationship <laughs> was probably the best part of the movie. That was hilarious. Great all the way around. Um, Betty. That's Betty. Betty. <laughs> um, Ned and Betty. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it. It was lighthearted. Um, there were a couple of reminders of everything that's happened in the universe, and those were normally moments that, that really, uh, I, I'd call them, I think, gut punches earlier. They, they were, like, always hard connections to, oh, yeah, and Tony Stark is dead. <laughs> um, and uh, that, that those were good there's good emotional resonance to it because it was clear they did a great job of making you care about the character. It's clear that this impacted the character, so it impacted you. Yeah. Um, it's, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It's not not a whole lot more to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I like in the beginning how they also touched upon how the blip, as they call it, um, how that affected them. Where ever like half the population was gone for five years and then. <laughs> They came back and had to resume high school as five years older than yeah. the people that stayed. Yeah. Uh, or the, the people that left. Yes. Yeah. I want to toss out there that I hate the name The Blip for it. It's a, that's um, a bad name. I, I, <laughs> I think history shows that humans tend to over-romanticize things, not yeah. understate them. Mm. If that happened, we wouldn't call it The Blip. We'd call it the Great Dust Holocaust of, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of 2016, the Super Holocaust or something, you know? Yes. Something with proper drama. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was their the high schooler's meme name for it. Oh, uh, it could be the internet name for it, the blip. Yeah. The blip in the Matrix. Yeah. Joe Rogan would be on his podcast saying that <laughs> it's proof that we're all in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I this did address, though, like, questions I had at the end of Endgame which Mm. were frustrating me because I don't know for some reason I made an assumption that well I'll tell you why so the previews we saw trailers for this before Endgame came out Mm -hmm. and the first trailers which was by the way so dumb it was I know that there was Sony did it without Marvel's permission but it still annoys me but the the problem is the first trailers for this were pretty much Peter Parker's European vacation is what it looked like (laughs) and so then you saw Endgame, and to me it looked like the world had just gone back to normal, just judging by the trailers for this movie. Yeah. And I have, But I'm like, I have questions, you know? And, like, there's five years that went by, and wouldn't things be different, and all that kind of stuff. And they do address that. Like, what, you know, uh, you know would somebody fake their own death? Or mm. would... Oh, yeah. What would happen if, like, you came back... You were, you were, you were mm-hmm. dusted, and then you came back five years later, and someone was living in your house or apartment, and then because and time had moved on. Um... I think we talked about that on the uh, Endgame podcast that you, you talked about the trailers for Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and I think the rest of us uh, were, were on the other side of that. And actually, I, think, think, I, I believe we talked about it and, you were, and we were like, I'm pretty sure it will be. <laughs> it's not just going to be a vacation. Yeah. Um, am I misremembering? I, think, I feel like I'm having deja vu no, on I, conversation. I, I don't remember. It's, it's hard <laughs> to remember. My fuzzy on that. Um, I, I, I did think that, you know, there were some 
some pretty emotional scenes here that dealt with the ramifications of Endgame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've already touted Tom Holland. But I, I think that he delivered when it had to be emotional yeah. here. Yeah. So, yeah, just another shout-out for his performance. And I also thought he did... He, had, he has great chemistry with Zendaya, who plays MJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he also has uh, great chemistry with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And so, then, he, he see, I think he's just really good at establishing those connections with other actors because yeah. he had great chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a very em- he comes across as very empathetic as a character. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest here. Mm-hmm. I'm crushing really hard on Tom Holland. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I mean, there was not a single shot of him that I thought was bad. <laughs> Even like when his character is like crying and he's like, you know, about to have a snot bubble come out of his nose and his, you know, his face is shot. I'm, I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, he's so pretty. Um, I mean, I'm just going to take it one step further. I have not, I have not looked at a male actor in a movie and thought he looked so beautiful <laughs> since Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic. Oh, I'm just going to lay that out there. Oh, I'm just going to lay that out there. No, but uh, he's 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 really a good. I think he's a good actor from all the stuff he just said. I think Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job. Yeah, Marissa Tomei was good in this, but I'm a little, you know. So I, I know this sounds this sounds weird of me to say after I just got done saying what I did about Tom Holland, but Aunt May should not be hot. And Marissa Tomei, you know, I don't know how old she is, but she's older woman now. But she's she's a hot older woman, and mm. and I'm just like when I was reading comics back in the day. You know, it's from my age here, but you know, Aunt May was a white-haired old lady with wrinkles, <laughs> and if you, you you were afraid to touch her because she might fall apart and break, you know. I mean, and now like, Bristol Tomei is Aunt May. You can go two routes in storytelling, okay? You can go realism or the other route. <laughs> Clearly, Marvel's going the other route, and if you're gonna go that way, just make everyone hot. It's nicer to see. <laughs> I guess so. Well, and I kind of like her relationship, or maybe not relationship, with, uh, with Happy. Happy. Yeah. John Favreau, yeah. yeah. Um, a little more on some of the elements I, I find interesting in movies. So the cinematography was just Marvel, bland, and in, but inoffensive in every mm-hmm. way. That there's no point where you go, that was horrible cinematography, <laughs> but there's no point where you... Where you uh, are really blown away except for there is actually one sequence in particular in this movie where you can tell they were having some fun with it um, I can't really t- say what it is because that would be a clear spoiler okay. but I, I, th- I think that you guys probably know the one I'm talking about where they a lot of lava. There's, it was <laughs> it was it was a, it, there was a fun house uh, scenario yeah. for a while. oh okay yeah. Um, yeah and that was really cool yeah um the camera work was competent but boring, except for there was one scene that sticks with me um, in the hotel where there was just this weird shot where it cuts to uh, Nick Fury real quick and he does sort of a classic, um, a classic, how am I drawing a blank on his name, uh, the actor first. Nick Fury. Samuel L. Jackson. A classic Samuel L. Jackson, like, what the heck look? <laughs> and and then it cuts back to what he was looking at. It's so quick, it's it's kind of it's really bad, actually. Hmm. It took me at as as someone that, that really pays attention to that stuff and really likes that stuff, you'd expect that in like a sci-fi TV show, not like sci-fi genre, but sci-fi the channel yeah. TV show, <laughs> not a um, major production movie. But that was really the only spot that stuck out to me. Um, other than that, it was all just classic Marvel. Lots of cuts, 
well put together, smooth, fast paced. Um, the lighting was as fairly washed out, um, pretty much what you'd see in every Marvel movie other than the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Hmm. I would agree with all that, except um, this movie to me had a couple, and they're very, very, very quick and random, but uh, glimpses of, I think, what could have been better cinematography or, or better or a look and feel to it. And I I can't think of what they were exactly, but some of the scenes in Venice, mm-hmm. to me, uh, I felt like we're almost getting there. And then some of the establishing shots in Prague, mm-hmm. especially at nighttime, mm-hmm. I thought were just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there were, right. I think, the things I'm thinking of, and I can't remember whether this is in Venice or Prague, but... Uh, Spider Man is up uh, on like a rooftop or something, and like you know, I don't know if the moon's behind him or I don't know. But to me, it looks kind of neat. Yeah. But you just get snatches of that, and then you're right. Everything else is bland and flat. There's definitely and, cool yeah. shots, but um, there, there's one spot. So the action's boring. Um, they do a good job of making the things happening in the scenes, mm-hmm. so you're not bored in the scene. But I don't think there was any point in that movie where you went. Oh no! What? Was, <laughs> you know, um, but there was one spot in particular, right at the start. I can really I can talk about it because this scene is not the whole scene, but the scene itself is in the trailer where the water monster is attacking Venice. Oh, yeah. um, and there's a spot, just a little ten second spot where s- this building is falling into the water. And it's like crumbling, mm-hmm. and Spider Man jumps through the windows and slings himself back and forth and reconstructs the building a little bit as he's going by mm. and that was a really well put together cool little action scene mm-hmm. kind of the only one in the movie <laughs> um, the rest was all acceptable there was mm-hmm. nothing where you went oh that looked dumb mm-hmm. but it was just the scene is what was interesting not yeah. the action um, yeah that's that's what yeah. I have to say about the, the action and the cinematography yeah I, I like the score I don't usually notice the score Matt does, but... I actually um, didn't notice the score on this one. The only thing I noticed... I mean, it was pretty kind of standard um, superhero, Marvel superhero, but mm-hmm. there was a theme for Mysterio that I really liked. I don't I know if remember anyone it. else picked up on it. Yeah, I, I normally do pick up on scores, but I, don't, I didn't notice this one. Maybe I'm just... I didn't notice the Mysterio score. I did notice a score, though, in other parts. I thought it was a little heavy-handed, mm. but not terrible. Just a little obvious. Okay. But I don't mind necessarily an obvious score. Michael Giacchino, who's a really good composer for films, of course, did that. And it was directed by um, John Watts, who directed the first Spider-Man, uh, well, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. First canon Spider-Man, what were you just saying? I liked the, um, aside from the score, like, the, the soundtrack of the songs they threw in. Oh, yeah. I kind of gave it the European feel mm-hmm. for each of the countries. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah. And, um... I don't, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I guess it is. I don't know. Alright. Yeah. We'll start. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Um... Is it anything in particular note? that we haven't mentioned that we can. Um, yeah. I'll, I will say this, and I mean, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, a lot of Marvel movies have in credits and yes. post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. There's two in this. And I think, personally, they actually are two of the best in the sense of, I think they're not just throwaway mm. 
yeah. in credit they, scenes. They they actually they affect the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, th- in that way, I actually, I th- I think calling them end credit scenes is kind of. They they probably should have just been in the movie. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is weird. I I don't think I've ever said that about a Marvel movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, but they probably should have just been part of the movie. Is the thing. It maybe the second one you could say is sort of like the old Thor Dark World thing, where it's. But but the first one definitely was it was just the ending of the movie. <laughs> right. Um, so that that was a little weird. Um, there was yeah. Uh, I had some one other thing, but I'm I'm struggling to remember it. So what uh what's your score for this out of ten, Benny? Um, you know, it's hard because <laughs> if if we're gonna compare it to Endgame, it's definitely not as good as Endgame in many many ways. But I'm judging it on a different scale. This is just a fun movie, mm-hmm. and as a fun movie, it's a it's an eight point five. It's okay. good. It's just fun. I was going to say 8.5. Oh, man. I was going to say 8.5. <laughs> I'm giving it 8.7. <laughs> just to be... just I, I, You know, when we left, I was going to give it a 9, and then, I don't know. I've come down a little bit. Um, so, anyway. Just wait till he sees another picture of Tom Holland. And <laughs> raise it to a 9. <sighs> Our score is an 8.6. Uh, it is a 92% certified fresh on the tomato meter. The audience score on the tomato meter is ninety eight percent. So, I think it's it's hard gonna be hard to watch this movie and walk out of it going that was bad. Yeah. You know you could say it was bland, but I, I think it'd be hard to hate it. Yeah, it's a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you both for joining us again. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun seeing that, uh, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll do well at the box office this holiday weekend. Yes, and we should probably be doing more of these in the near future because uh, we're back in town. So. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. I felt bad when Benny was back in town for Thanksgiving and he and I saw Robin Hood. But that was the movie we ended <laughs> oh. up seeing. But you know, sorry I missed oh, that man. one. You, you live in you, you know. Not really. I heard it, stories about that. Movie. <laughs> if if anyone here enjoys watching movies that are just terrible in every way, <laughs> some people do. You know, if if you like to like have a drink with some friends and make fun of a horrible movie, the Robin Hood from twenty eighteen, yeah. great choice. <laughs> Everything's bad about it. Everything. <laughs> well, you know, you talk about. Now we're getting a little off topic. Here, but before we wrap up, I will say that, in my opinion, sometimes seeing a bad movie with good company will lift the movie in my steam. And I and Valerian's what you're about Valerian to Valerian in the right? City of yeah. a Thousand Planets. I saw that with with uh, Ashley, and I saw that with you and Garrick, um, and that was a terrible movie, but, but we a, great, a great experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were, I almost felt that's one of the few times I felt like the jerk in the theater because we just could not stop laughing. <laughs> I don't like people when they're like loud and obnoxious in a movie theater, but that time we were the loud. We were the <laughs> All right. <laughs> we will continue this after the show's over. So thank you uh, for listening and uh, have a good uh, have a good July Fourth weekend. Folks. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thanks.